I'd like to welcome you to our service. If you'd like to find your place in Joshua chapter 1. Joshua chapter 1. I trust that you had a good Christmas time with your family and friends and loved ones and, and rejoiced over God's blessings. And I, I hope your rejoicing wasn't just in the presence, but in the presence of Jesus. And uh, Jesus is the reason for the season, and he came for only one reason, and that reason is you. And we thank God for all his blessings. I'm glad that he came, and, and we can enjoy this time of year, this season, because of the reason, and that's Jesus Christ, our Savior, came. And uh, he died on the cross, was buried, and rose again for our justification and for that, we're truly thankful for the great gift of God that he gave us. And the title of the message today is God with us. And as we look back, and this is our year in review service, uh, the last Wednesday night of the year, that's what we do here at Friendship Baptist Church. And we're going to have a video that's going to highlight all the, the, the major events and things that took place. Of course, you can't you know, put an entire year and every little detail, every little thing that happened in, in a video, but they, if not, it'd last all year. And, uh, but no, we're, we thank God for the efforts that were put into this, just to remind us and uh, to encourage us to, to see all that God has done. And uh, for our folks, I'll be going over some statistics that God, uh, that we can just praise the Lord together. I won't be sharing those on the internet, but it's more for our folks to be encouraged for that. And uh, But we do thank God for your presence and pray for us. And God's been good to us. He sure has been blessing our efforts here to reach the lost uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And uh, we are thankful for all that he's allowed us to do and praying that if he tarries, and I'm praying that he come back today, but if he tarries, I'm praying that God allows us to do more. Uh, for him and to accomplish more for the cause of Christ. And uh, Joshua chapter 1, let's start reading in verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses." From the wilderness and this Lebanon unto even, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites and unto the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. And if you would highlight the rest of this verse. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Lord, would you please help us today as we look into your word, and Lord, that we find hope and comfort and courage, Lord, to keep pressing on for the cause of Christ. Bless the reading of your word and all those that are, have tuned in by the way of the internet to listen to this message. I pray that you help them, encourage them, Lord, to just keep pressing on and keep pressing forward for the cause of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God encourages Joshua by telling him that as he was with Moses. Uh, I mean, I think about all that Joshua's looking back over to 
to think about these last 40 years and how God worked in Moses and through Moses. And, and then he tells him, so I will be with thee. I tell you, that's some encouraging words right there. And if you go over to Joshua chapter 3, God is going to give the people not just Joshua, but the people, the same encouragement. In Joshua chapter 3 and verse 7, it says, And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they, not Joshua, he, he's already encouraged Joshua. He's already given Joshua this message of encouragement. Uh, now he says that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. In Joshua chapter 1, God has given Joshua the marching orders for, for him and for all of Israel there as they, they're about to cross over into the promised land. And in Joshua chapter 3, the, the, uh, we see that the people have followed Joshua and now they're camped on the edge of the Jordan River. They can see the promised land in front of them, but they must wait on the Lord to part the Jordan. They are at the end, if you would, of their 40 years of wanderings. And they're about to enter into a new era. The crossing of the Jordan River is not a picture of death like many of the hymns portray that. Uh, I think of one hymn there on Jordan's stormy uh, banks I stand and cast a wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I am bound for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I am bound for the promised land. Or all those wide extended plains shines one eternal day. There God the Son forever reigns and scatters night away. Verse 3 says, No chilling winds or poisonous breath can reach that healthful shore. Sickness and sorrow, pain and death are felt and feared no more. When I shall reach that happy place, I'll be forever blessed, for I shall see my Father's face and in his bosom rest. And uh, it's a beautiful hymn, but it kind of gives the promised land uh, a, a different picture than what the Bible describes the promised land. And thank God for heaven. And uh, that is where our inheritance is. It's in heaven. But I, the promised land is a picture of the victorious Christian life. Once the Israelites crossed over Jordan, it wasn't peaceful. <laughs> there wasn't an immediate rest. They crossed over on dry ground and they were immediately faced with a trial of faith. They come into their first obstacle and that is Jericho. Crossing the Jordan to the promised land, uh, as I said earlier, is a picture of the victorious Christian life that we have through Christ, uh, the captain of our salvation. But as we walk by faith, uh, we're going to face obstacles, uh, but we can be more than, we are more than conquerors uh, through Christ Jesus our Lord. No one and nothing could stand against Joshua and nothing can stand against our Savior. This year, 
on an individual level, a personal level, as, as a church, we faced our trials and we faced times of great testing, and, but we've also enjoyed God's blessings and God's provisions and, and we saw God do great and, and, and miraculous things and by the grace of God, we've made it to the border of a new year. We're, we're going to leave one era and we're going to press on for the cause of Christ. We've already seen God's power to save and God's power to deliver and God's power to provide and we, we, we have the promise of his presence. But we've also been promised the victory. God wants each and every one, just like Joshua. I mean, he promised Joshua. He said, hey, look, everywhere that the sole of your foot's going to tread upon, it's yours, buddy. You have the victory already and God has given us the victory as we walk with him. But God wants each and every one of us to rely on the fact that he was with us this year and he's going to be with us next year. In Hebrews 13, 8 it says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever. In a few minutes, we're going to, for those that are in attendance, we're going to look over some of the highlights uh, and form a video of this wonderful year that God uh, ha has blessed this church and the ministry here at Friendship Baptist Church. And we're going to see God's blessings and, and God's strength that he gave us, his help his, and uh, his direction and provision for us. And we're just going to be reminded of the faithfulness of God and, and God's power to save Saved by few or by many. We've been blessed to host this year and hear some of the choicest servants of God. Men of God that have come on this platform and preached God's word and stirred us to do more for him. God has provided for us above and beyond what we even ask of him. And as we look back and consider all that God has done for us, let's take courage as we cross over into next year because as God was with us this year, he will be with us next year as well. God told Joshua and the people, as I was, so I will be. That's the same God, the same power, the same protection, the same provisions. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus has left us with the same commission to reach our Jerusalem and our Judea and our Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. That, that has not changed. The, the mission is, has not changed. Uh, what, what we attempted in 2023, by the grace of God, we're going to continue in 2024. And Matthew 28, 18 says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. 
Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. If the Lord Jesus tarries his soon returns, there are going to be more opportunities for us to go further with God. In Joshua chapter 3, they were told to be ready. But they were also told not to move until the ark moved. And every person was to keep their eye on the ark. As we cross over into a new year, may we not lose sight of the word of God. In Psalms 119 and 105, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. By faith, God has brought us this far, and by faith, he's going to lead us on. God has given us an open door of opportunity. And even though 2023 is coming to an end, the door is still open. 2024's limits as to what God will do for us and through us and for us is only dependent on what we're willing to allow him to do in us and through us and for us. If we'll just obey his word and fully trust and do what he's told us to do, there's no telling what God can do for us for his honor and glory. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. As I watched Pastor Clarence Sexton's memorial service last week, uh, the pastor of the Temple Baptist Church in Powell, Tennessee, and, and uh, as I watched that and heard of all that God used him to accomplish, the overwhelming evidence pointed to one common denominator for all that he did. He kept the main thing, the main thing. He got the gospel out. You know, God has put us here for one purpose, and that's to make Jesus known to all people. Jesus commissioned the church to get the gospel into the uttermost parts of the earth, starting at home, our Jerusalem, and then branching out from there. And at God's command, Joshua told the people to just wait on the Lord. And that word wait is not uh, sit around twiddling your thumbs or sit around just, you know, okay. No, it, we, we are to be waiting on the Lord. That means we ought to be ready in a place of service unto him. And even though we know much of God's plans for us for this upcoming year, we're still to wait on the Lord. We're not to jump ahead of God's timing and God's blessings for us. We need to maximize the property that God has given us here, the potential that we already have. We need to maximize that before we even think of any type of material expansion. We, we had a high attendance uh, uh, this, this past week, uh, this past year, uh, and, and saw many people here, but we've yet to maximize our seating capacity for every service. We're just in the infant stages of all that God is going to do through us if we'll just stay faithful.
Jesus told the disciples to look upon the fields. He, he didn't say look upon what you have. Don't look upon your abilities. Don't look upon your finances or your facilities. He said, I need you to look on the fields. And then he told them to do this. He said, you need to pray for laborers. Because with laborers comes more prayer. With laborers comes more workers. With laborers comes more givers. More uh, people who will witness and give of their time and talents and treasures to the Lord. Uh, hey, with more laborers comes more missionaries. And, and, and with more laborers comes more facilities. Let's make sure we're asking for the right things when we pray. I don't want to be out of step with Jesus. Because every time, if you study the Gospels, and every time that the disciples got out of step with Jesus, uh, they messed up, uh, they got discouraged, uh, and then they got rebuked by Jesus. <laughs> I don't want to mess up, I don't want to get discouraged, and I surely don't want to be rebuked by Jesus. Five out of seven churches in Revelations were told to repent because some things were out of line or out of step with Jesus. Two words have been weighing on my heart for the past month, month and a half, two months. And that's the words better and bless. But the day that we quit improving, whether it be on a personal level, as a church level, is the day that we start slipping back. Everything is in God's hand. Everything is in his timing. We're going to be setting the budget for next year. But again, when you set a budget, all that you can do is base that on wise evaluations and wise projections. And faith in God for what he will do for us and through us and, and, and all for his honor and glory in the upcoming year. Our faith is in Christ. If we look to ourselves, then all we'll see is limitations. But with God, all things are possible. I'm praying for Christ to come back. But if he tarries, we are to stay faithful and just keep trusting him. This new year starts on Monday. Let's finish this year strong in our giving of our time and our talents and our treasures to the Lord. Let's, let's finish strong in our walk with the Lord. Uh, hey, don't wait for the new year to, to make some good choices and some good decisions. Just go ahead and start now. If you've dropped the ball in any area of your life, uh, whether it be personal or, or spiritual or whatever, go ahead and make those choices now to do more, do better for the Lord's cause. God has been good, and he'll always be good. I'm praying for souls to be saved this week through our gospel mailers that will go out. By the grace of God, we've been able to mail out over 100,000 gospel mailers this year. 
with God's help. And I, we, we've seen fruit. We've seen results from that. And, and I want to encourage anyone out there to, to, if you're able to use that type of ministry there, outreach for your church. And that, look, we knock on doors and we, we do personal visits. We, we do all these things as well. But this is just in addition to running the buses and everything else that we do and, and all that. It's a good way to get the gospel out if you can do it. I encourage you to seek the Lord in that area if you're able. But I'm praying for God to use these gospel makers, this last batch of the year that will be going out. Oh, that, that represents over 2,000 homes. They're going to receive a gospel message from the Lord. I'm praying for souls to be saved this Sunday coming up. And uh, as a church family, we're going to take the time to dedicate ourselves to the Lord and thank the Lord for all that He's accomplished for us, in us, and through us for His honor and glory.